Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. If you'd open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 26, Isaiah chapter 26, and I want to tell you about something this week. Uh, it was early on in the week, and I went to sleep that night, and I had a little bit of anxiety. I don't remember which night it was on. Maybe it was on Monday or so, but I know it was really early in the week, and I had some anxiety, and I usually don't. And I went to sleep, and, and I woke up, and I just had the worst night's sleep you could ever have. And I woke up thinking about things. I was thinking about a lot of what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this and what if that? And I'm not naturally a worrier. I'm, I usually will think and put my mind and my trust in the Lord. And I mean, just naturally, I think of the best outcomes, not the worst. But this night wasn't like that. And I remember I, was, I woke up and I had pressure on my shoulders and, and I kept waking up. Well, nor, normally kind of my natural thing is I wake up and I just will come downstairs. If I can't sleep, I come downstairs and I just pray. So I walked around and I was praying and I felt this pressure, and, I, and as I was praying, the scripture came up in my heart, and I really, like, it was like the Lord highlighted it to me. I didn't hear any voice or anything, but it was his word that was resounding inside of me, and it was the scripture from Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, and it says this, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts in you. And the Lord very gently corrected me and said, you're not trusting in me. Now, I, uh, <laughs> I thought, what, what do you mean? Of course I'm trusting in you. And I thought of all the different ways and things. But I realized that the pressure, the stress that I was feeling, I even started feeling some pressure in my face, maybe my sinuses or things, and I didn't know what was going on. But I realized it was, I was trying to figure things out and I wasn't putting my trust in the Lord. So what I began to do was I, I know what to do with meditating the scripture. I believe in it. I teach it. Is out of the book of Isaiah here in 26, I began to just, I opened up the, the word. It was probably 2.30 in the morning. And I walked around my house and I must have said it 20 times. And I said, you will keep me in perfect peace because my mind has stayed upon you because I trust in you. And I would just say that I trust in you, Lord. I trust in you, Lord. So I have perfect peace. I don't only have glimpses of peace but I have perfect peace. I have complete rest. I have no reason to fear. I have no reason to worry. Nothing. Why? Because you keep me in perfect peace because my mind stays upon you. In a sense, I was preaching it to myself. And that's what meditation is. It's, it's taking the word, putting it in you, letting it come out of you, putting it back in you, letting it come out of you. And you keep the word in your mind. I, I changed my thought. I brainwashed myself, so to speak, to make myself believe that the word of God was true. Why? Because it is, and he is, and he said he'd never leave me or forsake me. But he said, I'll keep you in perfect peace. I began to say it over and over again until what happened? Anxiety left. Stress left. Rest came over me. And I went upstairs, I laid down, and I'm telling you, I just slept like a baby. And, um, you know, we're all in a shift right now. Every single person, some people say it doesn't affect me, it does affect you. It affects everybody, even if the effect is the other people that are around you. Uh, we have companies that are shifting. 
Your job may be shifting. The government is shifting. Our education is shifting. Maybe your kids, you have kids or grandkids that are out of school and they're at home. And, you know, because they're at home, not only are you shifting, but they're shifting. And, and because there's unsettledness in them, you're like, when are they, they going to go back to school? You know, you start thinking about that. And uh, the economy is shifting. Churches, I mean, I've talked to so many different pastors and leaders, and they just think, I don't really know what to do. They just said the main place we meet is a church, and we can't even meet at church anymore. What do we do? How do we continue to move forward as a society? And then we say, well, it's only for two weeks. But then, you know, it's been extended another two weeks. And then some will predict it's months. And some will predict, you know, they have no uh, predictions because they don't know how long it is. Here's the reality is, what can we set our stakes in? What can we depend upon? Who can we rely on? The, The word says here in Isaiah, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind whose mind is stayed upon me because he trusts in me. We become unsettled because our minds aren't stayed on the Lord. It's fixed on all the information that we're receiving. So I want to give you quickly three ways for us to stay in peace. Three ways. And it's just right out of the scripture. Number one is this, that only God brings peace. Only God. You can't find out the right information You can't study enough facts to make yourself feel good enough to where you feel at peace. Like, okay, I heard a better report and uh, that one's a lot better. Now I feel at peace. Well, the report tomorrow will knock you right out again, you know, because you'll go in and out if you just depend upon information. Some people say, well, it's exercise. Some people say, well, it's yoga. (laughs) You know, some people say, well, it's, it's reading literature and, and uh, allowing, you know, tranquil music and these kinds of things, uh, warm baths and all, you know, all those things may help. And all, all the things, you know, they, they do help, but we as people, uh, we're complex. We have, we're spirit. We have a soul and we have a body. Really when the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's really the four parts of us. Our heart is our spirit. It's the part that's been born again. Our, our emotions are really, you know, it's, it's our, our feelings, our soul, how we process things. Our mind is our intellect and how we reason and think. Our body is, you know, how do you feel physically? And all those things, it's hard to separate those. How do you keep all those areas in peace in your body? You know, I've served the Lord much of my life, and there's times that I've walked away from the Lord. I mean, short seasons of my life, but I've walked away, and I've tried to find peace in other things. And I'll tell you, even if things were working out and successful in a certain area, when I really reached down into my soul, when I really was quiet and I listened to my heart or I listened to my thoughts, I realized that there wasn't a settledness, there wasn't a calm, there wasn't a peace. Even if things looked like they worked out on the outside, something was racing on the inside. Why? Because I was trying to put my trust in another source than God. See, only God brings peace. You cannot find peace by the latest information, whether it's good or bad. You can only find peace if you have God. Number two is you choose what your mind stays on. You choose what your mind stays on. Some people just say, well, don't watch the news. Don't watch the information. Shut it all off. Well, I don't think you necessarily need to shut it all off. I mean, he did give us a mind and he does. There are information that can be 
there is information out there that can be helpful. But if we're, our mind stays on the information, see, the Bible says here, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. It's not where our mind goes, it's where our mind stays. And so is your mind stayed on the information? Is, or is your mind stayed on the what ifs? What ha- what'll happen if this, or what'll happen if that? And sometimes we get so freaked out about something that may never happen that we can't just keep our minds on the Lord. It's so important that we keep our minds stayed on the Lord. And even as you hear information, you're processing it with God in mind. You're processing it with God is here. He's present with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. So even as I hear the information, I'm not hearing it apart from God. Why? Because my mind stayed on God. It stayed on Him. So we can only find peace by finding God, but we can only find peace by keeping our minds on God. If God brings peace, then when we remove God, we remove peace. So the minute you feel anxiousness, the minute you feel distress is probably the minute that we, we begin to remove ourselves from, from God and factoring him into our lives. We need to let God be present in our thoughts, present in how we process things. If you remove God, when you remove God, you remove peace. Remember in the book of Romans chapter 12, Verses 1 and 2, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, that's your flesh, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And he says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and perfect, the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Notice he says in verse 2, he says, do not be conformed to the world. See, we're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're of, we're of a different world. We're, of, we're born into the kingdom of God. But the Bible says, so don't be conformed to the world. How do we become conformed to the world? Well, by the, allowing our minds to think the way the world thinks. But he says, be transformed. That word transformed in the Greek is literally, it, it's the Greek word metamorpho. And we know we get the word metamorphosis out of it, like what a butterfly trans, uh, you know, metamorphosizes into, or a, a caterpillar into a butterfly. He changes it from one form into another form. Sometimes people might wonder, how can you live on earth and, and hear all the information and go through what you're going through and still have joy in your heart and a smile on your face and peace, walk in the peace of God? Why? Because my mind is stayed, is fixed on God. And the Bible says here, be transformed by the renewing. What is renew? It means to completely change what you're thinking right now. See, when I was going through that anxiety and that stress, and it was hard for me to sleep, it was because my mind was thinking a certain way. I was trying to solve things. I was trying to figure things out. My mind wasn't transformed. So what did I do? I had to take a verse that God dropped in my heart that I'd read many times and I had to say it. And after I said it probably 20 times, I transformed my mind to where I couldn't, I didn't see myself as the answer anymore. I saw God as the answer. So really there was nothing to figure out. All I had to do was stay connected with the Lord. And I knew that if I can just stay in prayer and stay in the word and be listening to God, everything was going to be okay in life. So be 
not be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to transform the way that you think. We cannot think like the world and get the results of peace. We have to think the way that God wants us to think. Or we could say you have to think like God. Someone says, oh, think like God. What, how could you think like God? Well, you really take the words of God, the words that were written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and you get those words in your mind. That's how we get, are transformed by the renewing of your mind. So as I was awake, I realized that I was trying to figure things out instead of keeping my mind on the Lord. I was stressed out, and I'll tell you why, because I was trying to figure it out, and I know me. Other people might think, well, you can figure it out, but I look at me and I think, I know my incapabilities. I know my inadequacies. I'm well aware uh, of where I fall short in life. And as I begin to think I don't have the answers, I got stressed out. And that's what happens, I believe, with us. We need to keep our minds fixed on the Lord. So number one, only God brings peace. Number two, you choose what your mind stays on. You choose. And number three is this. Peace shows your level of trust. Peace shows your level of trust. He says here, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts in you. Why can our mind stay on him? Stay on him because we know that he'll never fail us. We know that he'll never leave us or forsake us. We know that he'll take care of us. I don't care what the storm is. I don't care if, what does it say in Psalm 91? A thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but there's this confidence, but it won't come near me. Only with my eyes will I behold and see the reward, you know, of the wicked and all this. You know, what he's saying is there's a confidence in me. Why? Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. There's a confidence in me because I don't think of certain situations and circumstances and challenges in my life based on me and the challenge. No, it's me and God in the challenge. I mean, if God is on our side, what do we have to worry about? We have to keep our minds on the Lord. Keep our minds on the Lord. With more information, we need more of God. With more information, we need more prayer. With more, when we're deeper in it, we need more of God. We need to get down on our knees and we need to turn the situation over to God. Why do I have peace? Because I trust in God. And sometimes I forget to do that. Sometimes I forget to trust in God and I need to remind myself I can always trust in the Lord. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 103, bless the Lord of my soul and don't forget. We don't say forget not. You know, I don't say, hey, forget not this. No, I say remember. We say, bless the Lord of my soul and remember all of his benefits. Remember that he forgives your sins. He heals you. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I have to remind myself of those things and it causes me to bless the Lord. And when I bless the Lord, the Lord shows up in my life. So it, it's just a big cycle, a cycle downward or a cycle upward. That's why the psalmist could write in Psalm chapter 18, verse 29, he says, for by you... I can run through a troop. What is he saying? Me against all the soldiers, I win. Why? Because I have God. And he says, and by you, I can leap over a wall. In other words, even if the enemy puts obstacles in front of me, I can jump over them. Why? Because I have my mind stayed on God. I have peace. That's why Paul, 
the apostle could write in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. He says, what shall we say to these things? And that's kind of what we're, the question we're asking. What are we saying about the stuff that's going on right now? The information that we hear about all these things. What shall we say or how shall we respond to these things? And here's the response he writes. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God is on our side, what does it matter what, what happens in the world? Why? Because it's not me that it's coming against. It's me and God. Why? My mind is stayed upon him. My mind sticks with him. And because of that, I can have rest. I can have peace. I can have comfort down in my soul. Trust in, uh, trust in God helps you to think clearly too. We know the scripture over in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Notice fear is a spirit. And you can feel it sometimes. It starts with maybe just a thought. And all of a sudden it overtakes you and it becomes overwhelming. But he says, God hasn't given you the spirit of fear but of power. <laughs> See, when we're in rest, we have power. Like I can run through a troop. I can leap over a wall. Why? We have peace. I have power and I have love. We're not just thinking about us. We're thinking about our brothers and sisters and those that we come in contact with. And I think when, when we know we're okay, we can help someone else. A power and of love and of a sound mind. What is a sound mind? A sound mind is a mind that thinks clearly. Let me tell you, when you're panicking, you're not thinking clearly. When you're in unrest, you're not thinking clearly. When you're worried, when you're up all night, you're not thinking clearly. But the Bible says he's given me a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, with every one of my kids and we're with our fourth, uh, our fourth baby right now, she's six and six years old. And, uh, and I've done this with them to where they'll stand up on something and they'll, they'll say, hey, catch me, catch me. And they'll turn around and they'll fall back. And I'll catch them, and then they say, farther back, Dad, farther back, you know, and I'll, I'll go back, and, and I'll catch them again, and farther back, Dad, and I think, oh, man, and then they jump, they go higher, you know, they'll go up to a high counter or something and say, now catch me, you know, that's what my six-year-old, now catch me. Well, I'll tell you why that freaks me out just a little bit, because uh, one of my kids, uh, our second, uh, no, our, our third boy, uh, one time he was so confident in my ability to catch him that he would fall without me looking. And I remember uh, one time that he, was, he stood up on something and he was like, Dad, catch me. And he started falling and I was looking the other way and he fell flat and he started crying, Dad, you didn't even catch me. Well, I wasn't looking. Ever since that point, I realized he really puts his trust in me. I remember sometimes when I'm catching them, you know, it's just something fun we'll do, uh, I remember sometimes when I'm, when I'm catching that, I remember one time in particular that the Lord just reminded me in my own heart and said, do you trust me like that? Do you trust me like that? Do you trust me that when, when you fall, I'm really there to catch you? And like that one that I dropped, ever since I dropped him, uh, I, I was well aware that he sometimes trusts me too much, you know? But can I tell you, you can't trust God too much in your life. Every single time. The Bible says that his eyes are on the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. In other words, when you call out to him, he'll never do like I did. He'll never miss you, miss the catch. He'll always come through for you every single time. I remember last year, I want to tell you this story. We were, 
about six months into launching Memphis Tabernacle um, uh, in, a, in a pretty new city with newer congregation people and who I just love. This is my family who we're with. But I really sensed in my heart that we were supposed to step out and purchase a new building. And, you know, even to share that was, I felt very vulnerable because I thought <laughs> people are going to think I'm crazy or a little bit too far. You know, our congregation wasn't to the point where we had hundreds of people and had some huge bank account or anything like that. But yet I knew in my heart that the Lord wanted us to step forward and get into a building. And so I said, well, Lord, I'll just go as far as my faith goes. So I checked into it. We made a couple of phone calls. We saw a building that we felt like we were supposed to have some discussions about. We didn't have any money. We didn't have the funds. We were renting out a high school. We were renting out an office building. We were renting out other places when we'd have certain events or team things or prayer or whatever. But I didn't know how in the world it was going to happen. And I remember getting up to this one. It was it was kind of a it was kind of a a, a, a very very timely discussion and they asked well do you have a down payment and do you have this and do you have that and I remember saying to them well we're looking into that right now and in my heart I knew the facts they weren't all there I wasn't lying I wasn't trying to skirt around something but I just knew God would really have to come through of this and God said keep moving forward I kept you know being nice and open to everybody open to the congregation open to my leaders open to everybody around but I just allowed God to do something but internally I had a great opportunity to be afraid and I remember God working on a miracle I mean I remember right when we needed a, a check for a large amount someone came and offered some funds and it came in right when we needed it and then I remember needing something else. And right when we needed it, someone came and, and gave something in. And then right when we needed this, and, and I mean, you'd think it was a coincidence if it hadn't been about 50 of those lined up. And I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, in order for this whole thing to work out for us actually to purchase a building, there's gonna have to be about 50 things that line up perfectly. Can I tell you, they all did. But it wasn't because anything in me was genius. Again, I know me you know you it's because my mind was stayed on the Lord I forced my mind to to pull God into every thought every equation even when I uh, uh, felt inadequate or felt like I don't know how this is going to work out all the more to turn to God and to say God would you work out whatever you want to work out in my life can I tell you right now I don't know what your challenge is I don't know what you're facing exactly. Now, I know we're all facing something big with uh, basically the world <laughs> being on shutdown in their houses by themselves, but I don't know how that affects you individually. Here's what I do know. God loves you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And the Bible says right in this one scripture in the book of Isaiah that peace comes from God the Bible says right here that you have to keep your mind on the Lord. It's up to you. And that number three, in this point here, it shows that we trust in the Lord today. Can we do this? Would you just bow your heads right where you are? Would you close your eyes? Would you open your heart up to God? And I want to challenge you right now. Whatever it is that you need to, maybe you've been fearful about something. Maybe you've been concerned about something. Maybe you've been playing it safe. 
Maybe you've been stepping back, but you sense the Lord saying, no, now is the time. I know it's not the best time. Maybe it's famine. Maybe it's a time where it doesn't feel like you should step forward, but I'm calling you, step forward, trust me, believe in me. See if I won't take care of you. See if I won't be on your side. See if I won't protect you and help you and deliver you and honor you and bless you because you're my son, my daughter. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life or if you need to make a fresh commitment to him right now, would you do this? Just say this prayer with me today. The Bible says, you don't say that, but the Bible says this. It says that we're all sinners. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death or hell, but the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus, a sinless man, took our place on the cross and shed his blood on Calvary for your sin and for my sin so that we wouldn't have to pay the price. And the Bible says that he, he died for us and that he was raised again, was buried, raised again on the third day for our salvation. And it says that if we would confess with our mouth in the book of Romans and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so right now, let's declare our salvation. Can you do it with me? Say, Jesus, I open my heart to you right now. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for coming into my life not only once, but you said you'd never leave me. You'd never forsake me. And God, I thank you right now for every person in this place hearing this right now that, Lord, they would not only turn to Jesus as the Lord of their life and their heart once, but they would have a present thought of God and present reality that God is with them every step of the way, at every juncture, at every decision through every trial, through every circumstance. Right now, I pray that you'd bring peace. Would you receive this right now? Lord, I pray for the peace of God over every mind, every heart, homes that have distress, <laughs> homes that have fear right now. I pray for the peace of God to fill every home, every room, every place right now in Jesus' name. The peace that passes our mind and our thoughts and our understanding. And I thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. And if you need to make a decision or if you did make a decision, would you just let us know? Click on the screens. We're going to do one more thing today. We usually do this in church, but... Uh, we hope you have something. We're going to receive communion together. It's something that we do as believers. If you're a believer, you can grab anything. You don't have to have, you know, something special. You can go grab a fishy cracker. You can grab a piece of bread. You can grab something and grab some juice. And we're going to receive communion together. But Jesus said that every time we do this, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so we're going to receive communion. I have... Some of my brothers and sisters, of course, Sister Tiffany right here. Um, but let's receive together. Can we do this? Lord, we take the bread today and we thank you that just as your body was broken, just like you took stripes for our healing, we thank you, Lord, that 
You said the chastisement for our peace was upon you and by your stripes were healed. And we receive communion right now. We receive the bread right now. And Lord, we take this cup. You said this cup is, cup is the new covenant in my blood. In other words, we're not living by the old covenant by our rights and wrongs anymore. But it's not because of what we've done, what we done, but because of the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross for our sins. We receive the benefits of the blood of Jesus right now. Let's thank him for the new covenant that we have. Lord, and we thank you. As your word says, and we've been singing that song, we say the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you and the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And as we talked about today, give you peace. And we pray for the peace of God this week. I know that news says it's going to be a rough two weeks. Let me tell you, if you'll keep your mind on him, it's going to be a rough, peaceful couple of weeks. We receive it in Jesus' name. Listen. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast. Yeah.